0: All Things Overlanding Podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode, I wanted to kind of start doing something maybe like once a month. Um, if you aren't familiar, I started a group on Facebook called Newbie Overlanders, and it's grown like crazy, which is awesome. And there are tons of new people on here, and there are people asking questions and things like that. So I thought it might be kind of fun to actually run through the Newbie Overlanders group and just kind of pick out the top questions that have been asked and kind of talk about those. I feel like that may be helpful for, especially, like, newer Overlanders or even experienced Overlanders to kind of hear, like, what's the trend out there, what are people asking about, and and kind of weigh in with your opinion. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, post up in the comments down below. If you're listening on the podcast and you want to hop over to the Newbie Overlanders group, feel free to do that as well. There'll be links in the description below to that group, Facebook, Instagram, all the different places where you can hang out with all things overlanding. So without further ado, though, let's dive into the top questions this month from Newbie Overlanders. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by some fantastic companies. You should definitely check out the description and click through their links to see all the awesome stuff they offer. Companies like Red Arc for all your overlanding power management needs. Last US Bag, tons of amazing quality overlanding bags. Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. The Moore Expo 2022. Get your tickets below. And Northology Overland, guided overlanding trips, and a free overlanding magazine. All right, so as I mentioned, we are going to be running through the Newbie Overlanders group on Facebook. This is a group I started a few months ago. It's at about 1.7,000 members right now, which is awesome. So thank you, everybody that's kind of joined up, signed up. Um, If you're interested in joining that group, again, there'll be a link in the description down below. Um, There's also patches and stickers. So if that's something you're into, we've got some pretty cool Newbie Overlanders merch uh, for you as well. So definitely check that out. It's a pinned post at the top of the page. But so as we're looking down through here, I just wanted to kind of pull out, um, you know, some of the sort of top threads from this week. So I'm going to, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to show these up there. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm just going to read them to you so that you know what's going on. Um, But so one of the questions that's kind of been coming up quite a bit is comms, right? So people are asking, what's the best way to communicate on the trails? What's everybody using? You know, CB, GMRS, ham, those are kind of the three big options. Um, There are several threads in here and and the other cool thing is, again, if you're in the group, make sure to take advantage of these tags. So like post topics, um, you can search by those. So when you do a search within the group, you can see post topics. I do go through here and try and like organize them um, by adding like comms to the ones about comms and things like that. So it makes it easier to find stuff in the group. Um, So definitely check out those tags when you're searching to find stuff that's pertinent to what you're looking for. Personally, in my experience, right? Like I ran CB, I've always run CB, like back in the days of my off-roading days and stuff, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we were all running CBs is all you had. Um, there are ham you know, options, but you've got to get a license, it's a lot more complex, There's, it's a more complex build, I'm not a ham expert by any means, I don't know a ton about it, it seems awesome, and the people that are into ham are like enthusiasts about ham, so I don't want to offend anybody, a ham is awesome, I, I'm just a lowly peon, I don't know anything about ham. But that's why for me GMRS is such a good option, right? It's it's kind of like the combination of CB and HAM where you have further range, you have clear communication, it's easier to use, you pick a channel and you talk, sort of like CB. But you don't have to worry about tuning antennas or anything like that. I've got handhelds that'll give me you know, a mile or so range and then I've got my MXT 275, I'll put a link in the description below to that. Uh, my Midland truck mounted unit, which is awesome and I can get about two, two and a half, three miles out of that. Um, you know, if things are clear on the trail, so I mean, I can be way out of sight of someone else, and I can still communicate with them. Someone back at camp, and I'm down the road a little bit. I can still get them on the radio, which is awesome. Um, but so super easy to to use GMRS is, um, you know. And then there was another thread too here from Michael O'Brien, who asked the pretty much the same question. GMRS ham CB. It seems that the popular choice is GMRS. He asked about licenses for GMRS, which is a great question. There is kind of a license. You don't you just have to read a couple things and then pay like 70 bucks. Um, but it's it's more of just a formality right it's more of a money gouge i feel like from the government to say hey i read a couple rules and now i'm paying you some money so that i technically don't get in trouble Um, i'm not advocating for you to just go use gmrs without without a a license like i said i went ahead and got mine i didn't have it at the beginning i used it for a little bit without it but then just to be safe because i was going to be using it more and more i went ahead and i just picked up the license just to be on the the good side of the law right so It's not a hard thing to do. Just Google it or actually I think I've got a a thing on my website at All Things Overlanding that talks you through how to get that license. Um, Again, it's really not that tough. All right, so there are memes on here, of course, too. Always going to be memes on Overlanding pages. I actually am thinking maybe at some point I may talk through some of the memes that you see quite a bit and kind of why they're funny and whether they're true or not, that kind of thing. Um, But that'll be a future episode. Um, you know, there are a lot of folks dropping pics of their rigs, which is awesome, and then kind of talking through their builds. You know, we've got this nice Forerunner here. Um, you know, there are always places, people asking for places to visit or places to see or, you know, camping spots, that sort of thing. You know, especially if you're a newbie, that can be one of the most intimidating things, right? Like, if you are not sure where to go, not sure where to, to get out it can be intimidating, it can seem a little bit scary. So, you know, just do your research. Newbie Overlanders is a great place to start if there's someone in your group. Most of the time, we're probably gonna tell you though, look for a local group where you can join up that they may have, you know, you can just search, you don't even have to ask. They probably already got posts about, here's a great place, there's a great place, avoid this place, that kind of thing. Um, But so that's another thing that people are talking about, Is kind of like where to go. Um, There was another really cool, I actually really like this conversation, it's kind of getting a little bit on the negative side, which, you know, these things tend to go. But there's a gentleman that has an 01 Sequoia with 200,000 miles on it. And he is a VW guy. And he likes the new Taos, the little sort of small SUV. And he's got a cool picture of one that's actually kind of built and lifted and ready to go off road, right? Um, And, you know, it's weird in the past. I've been like, "No, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. But You know, I just ordered a Maverick, which is basically like the same type of thing, like a light unibody type truck slash SUV. Nowadays, unless you're going really far off the beaten path, like if I'm going to Kentucky or I'm going to the Ozarks or something like that, I could explore a lot of Wisconsin. I could explore a lot of Michigan. I could explore all of Indiana pretty much with like a slightly lifted Maverick. You know, um so then it becomes a question of like he he mentioned he had an 01 Sequoia with two hundred thousand miles, which again it's a Toyota, we all know two hundred thousand miles, the Toyota loyal will tell you two hundred thousand miles is like fifty thousand miles on anything else. I get it. You still have age of components, it's still a 20-year-old truck, you still have wear and tear after 200,000 miles, there's still a number of things you need to do to what my buddy Cody would say, baseline the truck, right, to get it back to new or make sure that the the failure points have been addressed before you go out on a long trip. Like, I have an 08 Frontier and I took it to Kentucky and it gave me problems the whole time. So, you know, having an older truck can be a risk. That's part of why I got the Maverick is because I just want that newer vehicle that's under warranty that I can just get in and drive. I don't have to worry about, oh, did I keep a trickle charger on it? Is my battery dead? Like, my wife asked me that the other day. She's like, how come my new pilot never has a dead battery, but you feel like yours does all the time? And I'm like, well, I got a bunch of crap plugged into it and parasitic loss, and it's old, and you know what I mean? Like, it's just... I've got all this extra electronic stuff plugged into it, and it's a pain in the butt, you know? Um, so I, I think this is really an interesting conversation. You know, you mentioned Subarus. You mentioned this VW. I do historically kind of lean towards German cars being less reliable, just in my experience. But again, less reliable than what? Less reliable than a 20-year-old truck with 200,000 miles? Maybe, maybe not. Um, so I kind of think that was a cool conversation. I think that's a pretty neat option. Um, and I like that it's... You know, it's kind of runs along the lines of my thought process recently with the Maverick. So that was pretty cool. Um, We talked about the More Expo a little bit recently, which is cool. Um, Again, there's a link in the description below to the More Expo. If you are not familiar with that, this is not an advertisement. I do like the More Expo. I go to the More Expo. I know Chris, the guy that runs the More Expo. Um... But I will say, I went there last year. It is mostly indoor, although this year it's going to be in April, so there will be a lot of stuff outdoor. They're going to have a cool storyteller section up front. I'll actually have the Frontier parked up there, and there will be a bunch of other awesome like YouTubers and stuff with their cool rigs parked up front. There's going to be a ton of outdoor stuff too. Um, so I think it's going to be even better this year than it was last year. But even last year in the freezing cold, it was still, there was so much cool stuff to see. You could definitely get a half day to a full day out of it. It's like 20 bucks a day. Like It doesn't cost a ton of money. If you want to come and see a bunch of great vendors – youtubers like just everything to do with overlanding in the midwest this is a great option because there's just not a lot in the midwest to see um so you know i i happen to post up about that and just say hey who's going and there are 51 comments on this thing already right so there's a ton of people so there's a ton of people that are going to the more expo which is awesome and i look forward to seeing some of you guys there now remember if you see me there feel free to say hello, but I am working at this thing, right? So like last year, I was really bad about like standing and talking for hours to everyone. And that is my, my default. But so if you approach me there, do not hesitate to approach me. I'm not saying don't approach me, but just be ready for me to say, Hey, really nice to meet you. I got to go shoot a video, right? Like I got it. This is a working trip for me. This is a work for me. So anyways, sorry if I'm short with you there. I'm just apologizing ahead of time because I already am dreading having to, like, try and keep conversations less than two hours. So, because I love talking to you guys, but I also got to get stuff done, right? Um, There's a guy that joined that has this awesome LR3 that he's working on and building up. I think that's cool, too. Land Rovers are cool. Um, You know, there's a bunch of people posting about their Land Rovers. So, like, seeing the new vehicles is always super fun for me because I love everybody's different approaches, right? I love that there's Land Rovers and Jeeps and Forerunners and Nissans. And, you know, I think a lot of Nissan folks followed me here from YouTube. So there are a lot of Xterras and Frontiers and Pathfinders and that sort of thing. But it's cool to see all the different types of rigs too. Um, another question that Leslie asked in here is, you know, what cooled fridge options do you run? Do you use a cooler? Do you use a fridge? What kind of fridges? What are budget options? What are more expensive options? And, you know, there were a good number of comments on this talking about different Fridge options. So, again, that is a big question for people too. Everybody, I feel like you watch YouTube videos and f- you feel like you have to have a fridge, right? I have a fridge. I love my fridge. I will never go back to coolers again. But again, I've got a frontier that's fully built, right? And I take that thing as a toy to go on trips. So, like, that's my goal is to make that thing as self sufficient as possible to be able to take it out on one week, two week, one month trips, right? Like, I'd love to go to Alaska someday and spend you know, a month taking that trip, exploring up there, coming back, that would be amazing. Um, Same with like Moab, something like that, a week, two-week trip to check out Moab. And in that case, you're going to want a fridge, right? Like you're going to want something that's going to just plug in and then with the solar and the alternator recharging it, just keep it running nonstop without having to worry about buying ice or, you know, losing ice or your food going bad or anything like that. Um, so, tons and tons of great opinions and, and options and hear from people, um, you know, just sort of saying, here's what I run, here's what I like, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I've had a couple fridges now from the low-cost Alpacool up to the, the more expensive Iceco. I think both have their pros and cons, right? I think if you're going to go infrequently, why spend all that money on a really nice fridge when you're only going to use it three or four times a year, by the Alpacool. If you're going to go all the time and you want something that's going to last for five to eight years, go with the Iceco, right? Again, more cool rigs, more budget-type rigs, tons of cool stuff that people are building, people sharing their trips, going out and about. There's tons of cool stuff happening in here, you know? Like this old second-gen 4Runner is sweet. So tons and tons of cool stuff. Um, You know, there are a few YouTubers that I know that joined up in the group, and they kind of share some of their cool videos and stuff in here, so that's awesome. One of the folks on here asked recently, Rooftop tents and dogs. How do you get your dogs up into a rooftop tent? I think that's super cool, too. You know, just people asking questions, people helping each other. That's one of the coolest things about this group. So every week there's new stuff like this, right? There's new folks posting up. There's new folks, you know, asking questions, sharing their trips, sharing their videos, that sort of thing, Um, which is awesome. I try and share like related products and stuff. If I do a review, some sort of gear review that might help someone. Northology Adventures, you know, we got their magazine shared in here, which is awesome. Touch up paint tips, you know, like that's it's so cool. So, anyways, I won't keep you know dragging you down this rabbit hole of of topics, but I feel like we've touched on a few of them here. There are awesome new things that come up every month, and they can be helpful for you know everyone. So, I just wanted to kind of share those with you guys today. Again, there's a link in the description below to the newbie overlanders group. If you want to come join, totally free to join. Come check it out. We'd love to have you. It's an awesome group, and it's growing super fast every day. Um, If you're not already, there's also links to Facebook, Instagram, and the podcast down in the description below. Or YouTube if you're listening on the podcast. Um, Click that subscribe button on whichever channels you want to come and hang out. I'd love to have you. As I mentioned, for the Newbie Overlanders group, there's merch. There's merch on my website and the Newbie Overlanders stuff is on there too. If you just go to allthingsoverlanding.com and check out the store, there's tons of cool patches and stickers on there. So if you're interested in anything like that, definitely check that out. Um, But again, that'll do it for this week. And uh, we'll just look forward to talking to you guys next week. Hope you have a good week and we'll talk to you later.